So today we're going to talk a little bit about HR1, the Tax Cuts and Job Act of 2018. Um, we're also we're doing this to kind of um, talk a little bit about how this tax reform law is going to affect home buyers and entrepreneurs. And we're going to talk kind of a over, give an overall um, kind of overarching view of some of the the hot spots and some of the, the most interesting parts of the the changes in tax laws and how they affect home home buyers. We'll touch on a little bit about um, the effect on entrepreneurs. Um, but we're going to dig a lot deeper into this on January 30th during the Realtor Roundtable um, mm -hmm. event that's going to be happening um, in Cranford, New Jersey uh, at Jersey Mortgage. But Cynthia, I know you have a background in accounting. You understand a lot of tax law um, and you also are a realtor. So it's like the, the, the mingling <laughs> and the mixing of, of two worlds. And so I really, I, I'm so thankful for this opportunity and for your time so that we can just kind of talk through some of this. It's, it's, it's a huge, huge bill. Um, it's, it's a lot of changes as far as the legislation is concerned. Mm -hmm. But I wonder, you know, how does the average individual or someone thinking about purchasing a home um, in 2018 or going forward, how do they navigate this? And so I really kind of just want to touch base with you about um, some of the, the nuances of it and just mm -hmm. kind of like things that we should know and, and is it still worth purchasing a home oh, and, and you know um, what are some of the, the benefits that remain even with some of the losses as far as deductions. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I want to thank you Nicole for having me speak with you today. Um, this has been quite a trying time. Um, a lot of us as accounting professionals are still really just trying to figure out how the tax law, the new tax law is going to impact everyone. Mm -hmm. um, we know high level, but it's still very, very new, mm -hmm. very different. A lot of people, um, you know, that do this on a regular day to day, as you just mentioned, I just became a realtor, so I haven't really focused on it that much or as much as I would have, um, you know, in my prior career. But, um, you know, even when I still speak to my counterparts, everyone's still just trying to figure out what's, um, you know, what's going on, how's it going to impact right. everyone, right. and how to help people still maximize wealth. But what I can say is that, you know, from what has been released, the classes that I've been taking, there are still a lot of benefits to home ownership. I think that will always be the case. Mm -hmm. um, I'm all for ownership. However, um, you know, we're not going to be in a situation where, you know, we're going to be losing money, you know, we're going to be, you know, in the depths of poverty or anything. Right. There's still a lot of benefits lot out of there and there's a lot of opportunities exactly um, that makes home ownership and, you know, there's benefits to the tax law as well for everyone. You just have to know how to navigate and have the right person on your team. Okay, so that's what we're gonna talk about today. So let's really get into some of these topics. Uh, one of the first ones that we just wanna overview is the change in the tax brackets. Mm -hmm. So there has been um, a slight change in the points and the percentages and where people fall in the tax brackets. Mm -hmm. So first tell me a little bit about what a tax bracket is um, when it comes to your salary and income and, and that sort of thing. And so my understanding, because I've been doing um, you guys know that I'm a, I'm a certified mortgage planning specialist. So, you know, part of my responsibility is to, to, to understand how these um, changes in tax law and, and, and things that affect cash flow um, will affect my, my clients and families whom, with whom I work. Um, so talk to us about what the changes in the tax brackets are mm -hmm. um, and, and what that means. So essentially, when it comes to tax brackets, 
Um, there are seven. Um, that's always been the case. I think they were trying to change it to maybe there were going to be less, but they kept the seven. Um, what they did change was the um, the rates. So instead of maybe like a 15% tax bracket, now it's down to 12. Um, I, before the highest tax bracket was 39.6, now it's 37. Um, and then basically when it comes to like your, your payroll or your salary, as you were saying, you know, depending on what the top range was um, of that particular tax bracket, that's where, you know, your tax rate would be determined and your taxable income would be determined and essentially your tax bill. Okay. So, um, I mean, for all the seven tax brackets now, um, all the rates have been lowered. Okay. Um, so that means that people are being taxed less. Correct. On their same income. Mm -hmm. So that's a positive thing. Exactly. So okay. um, if your income prior to the 2018 um, tax bill, so let's say percent okay. now you're taxed at 22 okay so you know right off the bat you're gonna see a difference okay um in your take-home pay and those, so this is kind of what we've been hearing as far as in the news um and different people talking about it if you've if you've been paying attention um is that in your take-home and immediately in your checks because this has already now taken effect you're going to start to see a little bump an increase mm -hmm. of um your 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 ta after tax dollars mm -hmm. um and and hopefully that will affect your your disposable income and, and, and what you're able to spend and save you know mm -hmm. wealth building involves a lot of savings so mm -hmm. um would you would you think or would you suggest that that increase might be where um some individuals may choose to save or invest that and live off of that flat amount that they were getting mm -hmm. back in two, 2017? Absolutely. Um, I would say, you know, whatever you were making before in 2017, act like there was no difference. No increase, right? No changes. Okay. Keep, you know, paying your bills like you were and put that extra money towards a savings account. That's your homeowner's, um, your, your new payment. home yeah, down your, payment your, your right, there. right there. I mean, even if it's a $1,000 difference or 1500 depending again where your tax bracket lies, um, you know, you could probably see a thousand dollar difference, could see a couple thousand dollar difference mm -hmm. over the course of the year. That adds up with FHA programs, three and a half percent down, you know, hundred thousand dollars. Well, we're in New Jersey, so that's <laughs> wishful thinking. Right. But, um, you know, depending on the amount of the home, it could be like a five thousand dollar difference, um, you know, or down payment. Right. You can use that extra money right. for your down payment. So the, the, the things that we're talking about and as we're going through, um, I just want to remind everyone, these are kind of overview our take on these topics. Absolutely. But you're definitely going to want to talk to your financial planner and your accountant your to find out what's going to work mm -hmm. best for you. So this is not advice on how you should go about, you know, planning your financial future. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't want anyone to think. Please don't face it. <laughs> right. But we're, 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 we're talking about it in order to just enlighten you and, ed and educate mm -hmm. you so that you can continue to go ahead and do the research that mm -hmm. you need to do um, in order to find out what's going to be best mm -hmm. for your situation. And again, engage professionals and people that you trust about your unique scenario because everyone's financial Absolutely. scenario is, mm -hmm. is different. Everyone's situation is unique. Yeah. Yes. All right. So let's talk about the standard deduction. Mm -hmm. So um, what my understanding about this is that um, one of the things that is important that people won't be able to take as much itemization. So the mortgage interest uh, deduction is gone. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that I think people get really ex- got really excited about about home ownership. These are the deductions. So you know, I could deduct my property tax. I could deduct my my mortgage insurance, um, and so that um, I would end up getting a little bit more money back, or my tax penalty was not going to be high when I when I filed it. Mm-hmm. So my understanding of the new change um, is that there are less benefits ex- as far as deductions. So mm-hmm. um, my understanding is that. The property taxes is capped at ten thousand, mm-hmm. um, and then the mortgage interest deduction is gone. So talk to us a little bit about the standard deduction change. Okay, so it's not so much that um, it's your property tax is just capped at ten thousand, or mm-hmm. your mortgage interest deduction is still there. Okay, um, they just cap. They did cap it, so um, there there are less benefits right there. Okay. So basically, let's go back. Um, Essentially, there's the standard deduction. You can take your standard deduction, which um, prior to that, prior to this year, was probably like sixty three, sixty four hundred. Mm-hmm. Then there was your itemized deduction. So if you had your property taxes, your medical expenses, um, your interest deduction, that could come to like twenty thousand dollars. You're mm-hmm. not going to take a standard deduction because okay. you can write. You had an unlimited write off mm-hmm. on those items on your Schedule A. Mm-hmm. So um, a lot of people loved it because, you know, it automatically put them on from a standard deduction of 63, 6,400, like I said, onto a Schedule A. And what was the advantage of that? That meant that you That were... reduces your taxable income. Okay. And you're, so essentially for the lay people, you're paying less taxes. You're paying less taxes. Okay. So what happens is now you're capped with a new higher standard deduction um, the standard deduction now is twelve thousand. Mm-hmm. So you get your W two income. Say you make um, and that's 50, for single, right? Twelve thousand for single. Single and then married filing um, jointly is twenty four thousand. Okay. So say you have your taxable income is fifty thousand. Right off the bat, if you're a single person, you're not paying taxes. You're reducing your taxable income by twelve thousand. Mm-hmm. If and. If you own a home and your property taxes check, you're able to deduct all of that. Right. Well, you were able to. Now, combined and aggregate, you're capped at ten thousand. Again, we live in New Jersey. Right. Property taxes themselves are like are ten thousand. Far more than ten thousand. At least in North Jersey. South Jersey is a totally different. Place. South Jersey is different, but still, I mean, it still will impact them as well. So now you're going. It's going to take you more deductions on in different areas to trigger you to get to a Schedule A. Which means that people are going to be more likely to take just the standard deduction and do less of the itemized. Mm-hmm. And so some of the other things that I saw that are have been removed is like moving expenses. So there's some other like small. Yes. Yeah. So the, again, that's all Schedule A impact. Okay. Um, so basically, like I said, you would probably want to itemize because then again you had that unlimited cap so once you're triggered to go to a schedule a you know by your property taxes it would usually be that Mm -hmm. then that allowed you to take the mortgage i mean not the mortgage interest the um the medical expenses if you're over um your 10 percent of your agi you were probably more likely to be able to deduct those uh, gross income income. Mm -hmm. yep then you would also be able to do your charitable deductions you know now you had the opportunity to deduct those then you had the two percent um you know deductions which is like your uniforms the tax preparation fees um you know your unreimbursed employee expenses that it was usually the property taxes and the homeowner um interest that would allow you to 
get that get those benefits but now if you're not on to your schedule a you can't use those things anymore okay so uh, you so, do lose those benefits right there so with the, the, the loss of those let's look at the other side where we can talk about a little bit of the, the positive side so mm -hmm. um with home ownership as i think that maybe the common misconception a lot of people kind of go into it thinking um okay so I'm going to be able to write off my taxes. There's a huge tax benefit. Mm -hmm. That's that's why I need to buy a home. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But um, you know, us working in real estate and, mm -hmm. and me on the finance mortgage side and you on the, the real estate side, I think sometimes um, the conversation gets turned away or people forget, especially first-time home buyers. Mm -hmm. I think maybe move up and, and people who have been owning for a while might understand, but equity. So um, with the loss of deductions, I think that it's important to talk about the 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 the, the still existence of the ability to build to build equity to take advantage of equity mm -hmm. um, so equity is you want to tell us a little bit about the definition of that let's talk mm -hmm. a little bit about equity as we're talking about some of the losses with the tax I mean I'm glad that you boy brought that point up because um, on the finance side um, and I think, you know, I used to do mortgages years ago. I think we got spoiled. Yeah. <laughs> like, essentially, that's what it boils down to. You don't really buy a home mm -hmm. for, you know, the tax deductions. You right. know, that shouldn't be your priority. Right. That's not the main reason. Not right? at all. It's an investment. It's an investment. It's the roof over your head. Yeah. It's the ability to come home and do as you please. Right. So, you know, those would be the primary reasons, right. um, those intangibles right there. Right. But then when it comes to, you know, tax benefits, I'll take those too. Right. But now that those are gone, you can still have a roof over your head. Why make somebody else, you know, wealthy? Right. So back to the whole equity thing. Um, basically, your equity is your net worth. Yeah. Your own. So as an accountant, like we have this thing called the balance sheet. I'm sure everyone's heard of it. And that's really the statement that we use to you know see how work um how much how valuable or mm -hmm. how much net worth a person or a company or an mm -hmm. asset has mm -hmm. so equity is essentially you know what is the value of your total assets versus you know your liabilities is which which is what you owe other people for having those assets right. and then the net effect is your equity so if you're looking at your balance sheet you know what do you have on your asset side there's cash right you know how much cash do you have in your bank account your investments mm -hmm. do you invest in stock okay. but the biggest piece for most people is real estate I used to audit, you know, Fortune 500 co companies. Really, they have a line designated for real estate. For real estate. Okay. If we have so much accessibility to real estate, why are we not taking advantage of it? And I'm not saying home ownership is for everyone. Right. You know, some people don't have the responsibility. Some people don't have the um. They don't have the desire. They're the not desire. Right. So it's not for everyone, and right. I understand that. But you know, you really want to have like an asset. Um, you, well, you need to have assets, you know, to have equity, exactly. um, and to have net worth. <laughs> exactly. So when it comes to when it comes to um, wealth building, and and just to kind of bring it back to the home ownership side, mm -hmm. so the equity is the difference between what the property is worth, the market mm -hmm. value of the property, mm -hmm. and what you owe on the property. Correct. Um, so. I guess the the value in that, and, and sometimes I had this conversation with a client the other day. The value in that is, um, so that's that's how much you you own of mm -hmm. the property. Mm -hmm. And um, I think when it comes to building wealth, um, 
and all of the, the books that I've read about the wealthiest people and the rich and, and, and the rich and how they use that, mm -hmm. that's leverage, mm -hmm. right? So that is something that you can use later on. Um, I've heard investors speaking about, you know, I purchased this house and that's my child's college fund. Mm -hmm. you know, Absolutely. There's, so there's equity in that. It's, you know, maybe I've got like a $50,000 mortgage mm -hmm. on that. So I pay a little bit here mm -hmm. and there, but when I'm ready, I can pull cash out oh, of that. You know, to do to do to buy the property perhaps mm -hmm. or to, you know You could use that equity for other things. Exactly. And again, that flows to your balance sheet. So where else are you gonna get a hundred thousand dollars um, you know, equity Right. If you're not investing in stock, I don't know how long it, I know I can't raise $100,000 right away, right. but in a rising market, if I buy a home and, you know, over time, the goal is for your house to appreciate, right. that's going to grow your home's value, which essentially grows your value. Right. And then, like you said, you can use that increase in value mm -hmm. for your child's education to purchase more homes, right. you know, to Start to, a business. Yeah, to start a business yeah. or whatever. Right. But if you don't have assets like a, a, a real a home, yeah. you know, you don't really have that opportunity. So why knock yourself out the, the park for that? You right. know, and again, not knocking renting, but why increase somebody else's balance sheet exactly. if you're going to pay the money? Right. You might as well pay yourself. And assets also include other things. So we're not just saying that, you know, the only way to build assets is... Oh, absolutely. Mortgage. That's um, why. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 the it's, investments, the cash stocks, and everything. All those but kind of things are... rent is an expense. Right. It's not even on the balance sheet. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> so it, it, the, the advantage is not there mm -hmm. with, with renting mm -hmm. at all when it comes to property. Unless you're using, you know, the money for other things. Mm -hmm. um, I would say go for the home ownership okay. if, you're, if it's in... If it's feasible for you. All right. So um, we talked about a little bit about the standard deduction and we talked about um, the state and local taxes a mm -hmm. bit mm -hmm. um, and how that's kind of reduces the incentive, reduces the incentive mm -hmm. to itemize. Mm -hmm. um, and so in high cost states like mm -hmm. um, we've heard, we know we're familiar with New Jersey, definitely New York and California, mm -hmm. um, you know, that's I, I think that that's probably going to. Um, it may make people feel a little bit hesitant about moving forward, mm -hmm. but um, when you're working with um, a mortgage professional and, and, a, and a real estate or you know, real estate agent, um, I think that the conversation kind of changes and we want to talk about, again, the wealth building aspects and mm -hmm. building equity and those kind of things because that's still an advantage. Now, um, another thing that I, I want to just touch base on and when I did my training to kind of learn a little bit more about um, this bill is the rental income and mm -hmm. how it affects investors because I think this is this is really interesting. Mm -hmm. um, so I I learned a little bit about the twenty percent mm -hmm. tax deduction that's available for investors or people who have multifamily homes. Um, so it sounded a little bit to me like it could be even more advantageous to get into investing to get into purchasing multi mm -hmm. multifamilies. Um, talk to us a little bit about that. So that is actually very new. Okay. Um, so essentially, if you are and it doesn't even have to be an investor. It could be, well, um, if you have a business, yeah, I would say it could be an S core. It can be an LLC. You could be a sole prop proprietor. Mm -hmm. But if you own real estate and you're getting, um, you know, rental income, like you were saying, they have this new 20% deduction where, and there's limitations on that. So let me 
preface that yes. and that's my disclaimer yes. talk to your accountant um, about, about your that right. but there may be an opportunity for you to right off the bat mm -hmm. not pay taxes on 20% of that income right. and then I believe you still get your regular maintenance and repairs dedu deductions mm -hmm. um, you know you just, like I was saying before the schedule a that's personal mm -hmm taxes that's your personal deduction right. this has nothing to do and I get all excited about I it. see I'm like yeah this has <laughs> your schedule C so if you're in business for real estate you use your schedule C but if you own like a multifamily which is what um what I would like to see more people you know looking into if that if it makes sense for them right Um, but if you own like a multifamily and you live on one floor, you rent out another, you have that opportunity to, you know, possibly reach that 10% max um, mm -hmm. or 10, uh, excuse me, the uh, 10,000 right. on your schedule A. And if you exceed that, you have the opportunity to take like the 50% that's of the property taxes that's attributable to your rental side okay. so if it's 50 50 half two family you live in half the other person lives in half that other 50 percent of your property taxes can be used on your schedule e so i think That's therefore reducing the amount of taxes that you need to pay mm -hmm. okay so it can flow through so like the remainder of your mortgage interest there might be an opportunity to take it you know on your schedule e okay. or your schedule c okay um the property taxes, but then again, you get depreciation. Depreciation is awesome. Yeah. Well, huge. yeah. Again, yeah. talk to your accountant. Exactly. Depending but it you. it can help you save a lot of money, right. um, or a lot of taxes, I should say. Um, so yeah, I would definitely say you know look into the multifamily. But as far as rental income, that twenty percent off the top, that's yeah, that's a huge. It can be a huge help mm -hmm. if that's something that you're interested Absolutely. in. Absolutely, I'd like to see how that looks like next year when we're all doing our taxes right. for 2018, and um, you know we have this new law that takes place. This is going to be the first, that'll be the first time that we, we see, see it in the effect. impact. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, um, with when it comes to um, this this benefit for rental income, I think mm. one of the important things that that I would like to say about that is make sure that you're you're claiming your your rental income. Oh, you income. have to claim your, <laughs> you know, because I, I think on, on the mortgage side, sometimes um, I run into um, families who they have the the multi families um, and taking the cash and maybe not claiming all of it, mm -hmm. um, and so that's really really important to be able to take advantage of. Yeah, to claim um, the income. Yeah. yeah, these these benefits you have to claim it, and it also it does help you mm -hmm. when it's time for you to purchase that next property if you're Absolutely. looking to, to buy something else. Absolutely. Um, so I, I just wanted to make sure to um, impress that point. So uh, the other thing is uh, the mortgage deduction. Mm -hmm. We talked a little bit about that when we were talking about standard deduction. Um, so there's differences in um, acquisition in indebtedness. So um, when you're use when you're using a mortgage to purchase a home um, that you're going to be living in um, versus uh, the mortgage interest that you can that you used to be able to deduct with say maybe a home mm -hmm. equity line of credit. Um, my understanding is that you can possibly deduct mortgage interest. And this one to me is a it's a little bit mm -hmm. complicated. So maybe we can break this one down. Sure. You can possibly use the um, mortgage interest deduction when it comes to um, 
buying, building, and improving your property for when it mm -hmm. comes to a home equity loan. Mm -hmm. um, but with the acquisition indebtedness, so this is actually using a mortgage to purchase the home, um, there's some different changes. It used to be that you could just use one million, okay. and now that the, the, it's changed. Okay, I'll go in. <laughs> yeah, enlighten so, us a little bit on that because I, 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 that one was a little bit. It's not necessary. It's the mortgage interest deduction, not the mortgage deduction. So okay. we have to make sure we understand it's the interest. interest so interest on. is interest is again kind of like what I was saying about rent being an expense. Mm -hmm. um, your mortgage company is essentially your landlord mm -hmm. for the next 30, 25, however many years. Right. So they want their money like they're lending you hundreds and thousands of dollars. They're not going to wait 30 years to get that. No. They're going to charge you interest, which right. is their rent to you. It's the cost of borrowing. It's the cost of doing business. It's the cost of borrowing. Mm -hmm. So you, as prior to 2018, um, you would be able to deduct your, your rent expense on your Schedule A, mm -hmm. right? So... Um, Again, now that's going to be capped. And when you were talking about like the one million versus seven hundred fifty thousand, um, prior to twenty eighteen, um, you could have like a total of one million. Uh, like so, if you have five hundred thousand dollars mortgage on your first and your second, that's one million right there. So you could deduct the interest that applied to those one million dollars worth of home. Worth of properties. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay. So it didn't apply to your third and fourth. Okay. Now it's seven hundred fifty thousand. If you live in Alpine, you're gonna be like that's <laughs> yeah, like yeah. what am I <laughs> Right. So I think that's probably like in areas such as Alpine or Bergen County, you'll probably see a difference. Um or a slowdown right there. People probably will be less likely to trade up. Okay. Because there's no, because um, it's guaranteed. You're, excuse me, grandfathered. You right. know, if you already own the home, right? But so you're less likely to sell the home that you have to get another one because you don't want to lose this. And this is only if you're taking itemized, right? So this goes back to mm -hmm. you can either take the standard. Yeah. So there's like less incentive. It's like why, why am I going to move? Like right. I can take you know my interest deduction, um, you know, on my investment property in my home, you know, but now if I'm capped at a million then or 750,000, I'm just going to sit tight. Okay. Um, so now there's going to be like deeper incentives or motivations to move aside from just like, oh, I can deduct my taxes. Right. As that being the driving factor. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. So um, as you were saying, as far as like the difference between the mortgage um, acquisition debt and the home equity loan, it really boils down to the deduct deductibility really boils down to the use of the, the, the mortgage. So acquisition indebtedness is anything that is related to acquiring the property mm -hmm. or improving the property. Right. So that interest is deductible. You can, you know, depending on the limitations and everything, you can deduct that interest. Um, in 2018, they have removed uh, the home um, and equity. Okay. So if you use your home's equity to buy a new car, that's not going to be deductible. So if you take out, for example, you take out um, a home equity loan. Some people know those as, as HELOCs. You mm -hmm. take out a home equity loan. Um, so you is essentially back to that equity conversation. You're pulling some of the equity out of your house. You're mm -hmm. taking that as cash. And you decide, okay, I'm going to buy a car with that. Mm -hmm. That That's no longer deductible. No longer deductible. But Interest if you on that loan, that portion, portion of the loan, of yep. However, if you use that home equity loan to mm -hmm. make some improvements, 
that is deductible mm-hmm. when you do your schedule mm-hmm. A. Yep. Okay. So there's still um, some advantages on that side as well. Mm-hmm. Just understanding how that's going to work for you. In, in Absolutely. Okay. Um, and so again, talking about cash flow, mm-hmm. um, I thought this was interesting um, that the, the change in the 529 mm-hmm. plan mm-hmm. Um, and where you can um, save money. And I, you know, I deal with, we deal with lots of families and, and people in different situations. Um, and again, encouraging our clients to have cash flow mm-hmm. um, and and save where they can and grow their money where, where they can. So, mm-hmm. you know, when we work with people, it's not just buy the house, get to close, see you later, bye-bye. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay. Cash flow plan, a yeah, strategy. Yeah, like, what's the strategy? Mm-hmm. What's the plan? Um, you know, I know you want to buy the house, but I see this red flag over here. I see another way that maybe you can also increase your net worth mm-hmm. or increase your investment mm-hmm. investments. Um, so with 529 plans, um, and and if you don't know, these are, these are um, Savings plans, like, mm-hmm. yeah, savings plans uh, to use towards um, college tuition. Previously, mm-hmm. in 2017, they were um, solely for college, for college tuition, mm-hmm. right? So, mm-hmm. um, if you have one of these, and a lot of people, when they first have children, they set these up so that they can start mm-hmm. saving for their children's college fund. Mm-hmm. Um, so, previous to 2018, it was um, what pre-tax, after-tax dollars. You put them in, mm-hmm. um, and that money would it, it's an investment so that money would grow mm-hmm. and then if your child decided to go to college that money could be used yep. you know to pay yep. for that. so it grows the earnings grow tax-free, grow tax-free. Okay. so you pay the taxes up front um you know no deduction up front but whatever you put in it grows tax-free and as long as the monies are used for the qualified expenses um so it's 529 was tuition, but I think that may have changed. I have to look into it a little bit further for 2018. But, um, you know, as long as it's whatever the, can, the restrictions are, as long as it's used for those purposes, then you don't pay taxes on the earnings. Okay. So, um, you know, we were talking about like cash flow and, mm-hmm. you know, how to make the most out of what's going on with this tax plan. You know, definitely want to, when you're planning with your clients, you know, see what the better option is what kind of program you know will work best for them in their situation and if there's an opportunity to maybe you know free up some cash you know put it into a 529 plan right to save for your child or there's also the coverdale um plan which is another comparable savings plan but again it's unique to everyone's situation so you would want to have your accountant look at your specific situation and determine what works best for you. you. But there are opportunities, you know, when you're strategizing with your clients to see, you know, is it an arm or a fix? Maybe we can free up some of this money, you know, uh, with an arm because you're not even going to be in the home, you know, five years. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, when we talk about um, the different different loan types um, and and creating cash flow, Mm -hmm. um, I think that the conversation is, you know, how much of a down payment is going to work for your situation? Mm-hmm. Do you put um, a lot of money down to, to grow the equity fast? Or, you know, do you have children that are, you know, you're paying tuition and there's other things that you need to kind of stay liquid on? Mm-hmm. Or do you mm-hmm. have other investments yeah. where the return is, is higher than the mm-hmm. interest you're going to be paying on the mortgage? Mm-hmm. And just kind of figuring out what's going to work best. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I've had a conversation um, just recently about the 529 plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, with a client who is paying tuition and I said you know I think it might be advantageous to talk with a financial planner Mm -hmm. to see if 
that tuition that you're already paying, if that money could be rerouted exactly. into you know this type of How investment. How can you make plan. it work for you? Exactly. Your money work for you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You're already gonna pay it if you could mm-hmm. put it somewhere where it would make a little bit money for you, make a little bit of money for you as well with mm-hmm. like you know compound the interest. interest. Yeah. yeah, that would that might be advantageous. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't even have to go into like a savings or some sort of um, interest bearing account. You could put it in the stock market. Like that's where you need your your financial advisor to determine what your risk tolerance and your risk scenario is. But, you know, there's interest and there's, you know, equity that goes back to the equity. So if you're putting your cash assets and you're making these investments grow for you, you're gaining, you're growing equity. And again, the advantage of the 529 plan is that growth is essentially tax free. So just to um, sum it up, and I think we had we had a question from Instagram um, on my Instagram page, which is um, at Nick the Banker. Mm-hmm. Um, someone asked about how the new rules mm-hmm. affect entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. So not just about home ownership, and we'll just touch on this um, briefly because uh, you know our mm-hmm. focus is usually working with with um, home buyers. But I mean, we do work with a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot mm-hmm. of small business owners, and you know there was a curiosity about. Um, you know, the tax, the effects of this, mm-hmm. this tax law on them. So what have you learned about that? So what is, I laugh because I feel like a lot of people, they're hearing the 20% or the new 21% um, tax rate for corporations. Uh-huh. And everyone's like, I think I'm going to set up a corporation. Right. Like, you don't want that problem. You don't want that drama. It's not worth it. Okay. <laughs> Um, to set up a corporation unless like your situation warrants it. So it's and not for you're, unless you're uh we we're in North <laughs> unless you're a prudential, you don't want to be a C Corp. Okay. Um so don't run out and start Start yourself a corporation and take advantage of that. No. Unless it works for you. Yeah. Unless you're making like <laughs> millions yeah. of dollars. Which some people yeah. who know and I'm, that's what I'm saying. Talk Dang to your it. person. <laughs> but I mean the regulation that comes with it the financial statements the audits that come with it you we're not about that life okay like most small businesses are good with the s cores the llc's partnerships and maybe even sole proprietorships and every one of those scenarios has like their different perks but i would say again for the most part um you're good with those and those are like the pass-through entities and that's i think a lot of people are hearing about Mm pass-throughs so like Basically, when you're a pass-through entity, you're not double taxed like you are on a corporation. If you're a corporation, you're, the corporation gets taxed and the income that flows through gets to the employees well. gets taxed as well. So mm-hmm. there's double taxation mm-hmm. on C-Cores. Um, but if you're a pass-through, the business, it'll file like an information return, but the business itself doesn't pay taxes. Okay. It passes through to your individual. So I think people were concerned because they're like, these corporations are getting 21% tax, you know, tax at 21%. But, you know, what about my income on my business? Um, you're still winning. Mm-hmm. Um, again, we there's that 20% QBI or the qualified business income deduction that we now have. Your personal is now being taxed at lower rates. So I would say with that, because it can get rather complicated, there's so many different nuances when it comes to the different um, entity types. So, I mean, but to kind of what for small business owners or business owners in general, it sounds like the news is good. There are some benefits. Yeah, I mean, because you're going to be taxed on your personal. Um, so the business makes its money. It You you get your 1099s. Um, you know, you determine what the, the income was for the property. 
um, it's not the property, but you know, your company, if you have partners, everyone gets their K-1s and they file their individual taxes. Okay. So it, ultimately it flows down to the personal, but I, like I said, there's that qualified business deduction. There's new um, 179 deduction limitations. So basically like if you have, if your business has an asset, um, you know, there were certain rules where you would have to depreciate, depreciate your asset over a certain amount of time. Mm -hmm. So um, instead of taking the expense up front, so say you had a, a home, mm -hmm. you know, over time, that house loses value. So well, let me rephrase that. <laughs> I'm trying to make it simple. <laughs> so depreciation, like you can't take the cost of that house, that investment property, like up front. You right. can't just like write off your $200,000. Right. Take a little piece over time. Over each, time. A little bit each year. Correct. So, you know, if it was residential, it's like 49 um, or non-occupied, non I think it was like 40 or something and 39 if you lived in it. Um, you know, there's different depreciation terms. Um but most people aren't going to be living in the house for a third. Now it's like the depreciation or the 179 deductions, you can take things like upfront. So again, talk to your specific accountant. Um, but I, I like that. Yeah. That's pretty dope. Yeah, um, that so that's going to that's gonna make you buy more things for your business, which will hopefully as you invest in those assets, mm -hmm. you know, those assets work for you and help you make more income and more equity. Okay. So the depreciation, um, that's a benefit to entrepreneurs. Um, the 20% QBI, I liked that. What I didn't like is they took away my meals and entertainment. <laughs> so, so there's no longer... Well, there's meals, but I don't think entertain entertainment, entertainment expenses yeah, are yeah. gone. I did, I did notice that. And, and on my side, when there was meals and entertainment, I always had to go back and um, because you only take the half on your taxes, I had to go back and take the other half. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know. I mean, I haven't, it's only the second week of the year, so I haven't seen how that's mm -hmm. going to affect the way that we analyze taxes. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that's more of a loss on the individual side, but it may be helpful um, on the on the home ownership side. So it's kind of like wait and see how a lot of these things mm -hmm. play out. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, especially um, in the industry that we're in, like meals and entertainment yes. <laughs> is big for us. So right, especially for um, realtors. Mm -hmm. So um, one of the things I was looking at uh, on a um, the National Association of Realtors is that there is a change with the because you you're paid ten ninety nine. Mm -hmm. There is a change with your income, and I think that's probably that might be something the way that the way that you because you're considered a small business owner, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and the way that you you deduct your income and and and, and work with that. Mm -hmm. So I'm considered a small business owner mm -hmm. too, but mm -hmm. the way that you know people in mortgage industry get paid is on a W two, which a lot of people okay. may not know. Okay. Um, but maybe that's something we can discuss a little bit more mm -hmm. once we um, meet on January thirtieth mm -hmm. at the Realtor Roundtable event. We can get into a little bit more about mm -hmm. that, mm -hmm. specifically on how it affects mm -hmm. you know if you're there's in different business. changes. That's why I'm just looking at you like yeah, yeah. yeah. That's but a little bit more complicated yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't want to make it. I don't want to simplify it right um, it's, and it's generalize. But mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> but just to kind of you know wrap up and and, and reiterate. There is a lot to these changes, mm -hmm. and and you know a lot of it is being rolled out. Um, but I think that the, the 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 positive thing is that home ownership is still good. Oh, There's, absolutely. There yeah. are still you know great advantages mm -hmm. to that. Um, you want to work with um, someone 
who is in in the mortgage industry on the finance side mm -hmm. who's going to help you to understand this help you to understand your unique situation mm -hmm. you want to engage professionals mm -hmm. um, like a realtor mm -hmm. um, to help you find a house that's going to and, and also who's going to work closely with your your mortgage your your mortgage lender or mm -hmm. your CMPS to, to to help you reach your goals and, and, mm -hmm. and find a situation that's going to be most absolutely advantageous. Mm -hmm. um, so, what would you say your final thoughts? Do you want people to kind of know when they when you're talking to clients and they said, "Oh, well, you know, I've heard this and I've heard that, and I don't even know if it's worth it anymore." Mm -hmm. What would you say to that person? To that person, I would say, um, you know, people that are really trying to build wealth, like this isn't going to stop them. The most wealthy people, they're still going right. to do business as right. usual. <laughs> the interest rates go up, interest rates go down, they, stock market crashes, whatever yeah, it is. Things will still, adjust, but right. they're still going to increase their balance sheet. And exactly. I, I put something about, um, you know, assets, minus liabilities on your on your my Instagram, Instagram page the other what? day. Huh? You know your oh, sit for home. <laughs> sit the number four home. Okay. <laughs> So my point with that was like, again, when it, my goal, when I first got got into um, real estate, that was like when I first started in 2004, saw like the disparities and I was like, oh, I really, really want to understand what's going on in market. Like there's always this, this, this discrepancy I see between different communities. So I really wanted to understand like the economics behind that. Long story short, became an accountant, but I always knew I was gonna come back mm -hmm. to real estate in some capacity. Didn't know I was gonna be a realtor, right. but I love it. So my point with that was like, I look at it as a strategic thing. Like I want you to own because I want you to create wealth for yourself. Um, so the asset side, that's where the realtor comes in. Um, depending on the different type of investment, you know, there's different specialists. I'm, I'm a specialist in the asset, the real estate asset. Like I look at it more as an investment for you. Yes, it's the roof over your head, but how can I help you create wealth? And like you said, having the specialist on the liability side, you focus on liabilities. You know what's going on in the market, right? Yeah, you have to. You have, have to, to talk to people. Like everything that we just their... discussed, mm -hmm. you need to understand what's going on. So you need to have a professional such as yourself mm -hmm. that understands liabilities, understands interest rates understand how you can free up the cash flow so when you're working with me on the asset side how can we help this person you know create equity how can we help this person create wealth so that's what i would say yeah i i totally agree i think that um i think looking at it more strategically mm -hmm. is important i know that the um Sometimes a tendency is to get really, really emotional. Mm -hmm. This is my first house, and I'm falling in mm -hmm. love, and all those kind of things. But um, I, I, I think that maybe uh, the focus will turn to a little bit more about about the numbers and whether this makes mm -hmm. sense. And mm -hmm. you know, are you ready for home ownership? Mm -hmm. Do you understand what this means? Because um, you know, if the general um, segment of the population is like, oh, okay, well, the tax benefits are out. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's probably going to knock some people out of the out of the market because when there's big changes like this economically, let's mm -hmm. be honest, mm -hmm. you know, uh, people get afraid mm -hmm. and then they don't they don't want to invest. They want to do other things with their money. They want to they mm -hmm. you know just like in 2008, it knocked a lot of people out mm -hmm. of of the marketplace. But wealth builders, people who kind of had the insight and the foresight to see, they were like, oh, we're going to buy this whole block. Yeah, you know, half the city because they had the foresight. They understand that this mm -hmm. is cyclical. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's the stock market. Yeah. Right. Just so like every 15 market. years mm -hmm. or so, you know, we go into a recession or these kind of things happen. Um, and so I think 
And one of the things that, that I get really excited about and I'm passionate about, just kind of sharing this information. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm learning right along with you with, when the, all this kind of stuff happens. Mm -hmm. But um, like you said, to to kind of take advantage of those of those situations when they're when they're happening mm -hmm. and, and be strategic. Because mm -hmm. um, they're gonna see somebody like all the people making money yeah. and like it's in waves. So the people, like I said, that really have it are, are able to have a higher risk tolerance or have that money that they can still navigate through this easily. They're gonna continue going. It's the people that are a little risk averse, you know, a little tighter with their money. Right. They're gonna be peeking around the corner like, mm -hmm. oh, they're making money. Right. And like, they'll be upset <laughs> 10 years from now that they mm -hmm. didn't jump in. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, so just tell going. us a little bit about where we can find you. You know, you're based in Jersey, but where, mm -hmm. where do you specialize? How can we reach you? What can we learn more about? Okay, well, I'm with Keller Williams City Life based out of Hoboken, New Jersey. I serve Hudson County, Essex County, and Union County. You can find me on social media, Facebook, Cynthia Lubin, Keller Williams City Life Realty, or else you can also find me on Instagram, since the number four homes. Um, and so I am Nicole Rivers. Oh, so sorry, my phone number, 551 oh, yeah. 7590 yeah, Call me. <laughs> um, and I'm Nicole Rivers, so I am with Jersey Mortgage. Mm -hmm. I'm with the banker um, on Instagram, most social media sites, so mm -hmm. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, mm -hmm. um, all those places. Um, and I work in Jersey, mm -hmm. Pennsylvania, Connecticut, nice. a, few, a few different states, Florida as well. Um, but I really appreciate this. I Thank think that this you. has been a great conversation. I hope that it's illuminated some things uh, for our audience and people who are interested. Again, um, I will be hosting a uh, realtor roundtable where I'll be speaking with professionals like mm -hmm. yourself um, about some of these tax, some of these tax implications, um, the 2018 market in general, mm -hmm. which Absolutely. it seems like it's it's starting off really hot. Like it's 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 really good. Mm -hmm. A lot of the realtors I've spoken to since the holiday season have said it's not it's, stopped. Yeah, it's, it's just not been, going to. Yeah, it's, it's really not. Crazy, <laughs> yeah. Which is really good news for mm -hmm. everyone. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, if you're interested in that, please check out um, my blog or, or the Instagram site so that you can RSVP for that. Um, and it's been such a pleasure. Hey, thank you so much. Have a good one. <laughs>